In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us a new heart so that we can do new and good things. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, does it kind of bother you, this reading? I, I think it does, at least for some people. If you really think about the reading as it's being read or as you're reading it to yourself, there's something about this that is disconcerting to us. There's something about this reading that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like the thing that we expect it to be. Because this reading kind of gets exactly to our, the core of a lot of who we think we are. And so as this reading opens up, you have this king who is obviously Jesus, obviously the Lord, coming at the last day. And on this last day, he and his angels <clears throat> separate the sheep from the goats. And first of all, we, we probably don't like that, even just to begin with. We kind of wonder, why can't just everybody be a sheep? And then we get into the question of, okay, well, what makes you a sheep and what makes you a goat? Who wants to be a goat? Nobody wants to be a goat. Sheep, they're nice and cuddly and soft, sort of, pretty dumb. But goats don't want to be a goat. So what's the difference between being a sheep and a goat? And the rest of the parable seems to get at that. And the rest of the parable explains it out. He says, the, the sheep are like this. The sheep are the people who they go out and they feed the hungry and they give drink to the thirsty. They visit the lonely. They visit people that are in prison. They, they do all of these good things. And then the goats. Well, the goats are the people that don't do the good things. And, and we're okay with that one. We're kind of like, yeah, absolutely, that's the way that it should be. The people that feed the hungry, the people that, that clothe, the people that are naked, the people that do all of these good things, well, yes, they should be the sheep. We're all right with them being the sheep, and we're even all right with those jerks who keep all of their stuff to themselves. They don't feed the hungry. They don't give any drink to the people that are thirsty. They don't visit the people that are in prison. We're, we're kind of like, well, they obviously have done this to themselves. And we're okay with that one too. The thing that we're not okay with, I think, is what they say after the king gives them his verdict. If they're sheep or if they're goats. And both groups say the same thing. They say, uh, what? Yeah, they say, what, huh? When? Huh? When did we do that? Or when did, didn't we do that? Well, that's disconcerting. And it's disconcerting because when you really take a look at this parable, really take a look at what Jesus is saying here, is that Jesus is saying, you don't know if you're a sheep or a goat. 
until he comes. So how many of us thought we were sheep the whole way along? Yeah. How many of us thought we were goats? Yeah, a few of us. Good. Yeah, good Lutheran kind of self-deprecating guilt there. Yeah. No. You don't know. At least the people in the parable don't know. Well, and that's kind of jarring to our sensibilities about what it means to be a Christian or what it means to live this life of religious practice or whatever it might be. We, we sort of think that there should be some element of motive that really kind of makes us who we are. And we really think that uh, what we do, well, that should kind of figure into, well, our eternal salvation. We want to be a sheep. And along with that, go, going with is the things that sheep do. And so we think to ourselves, okay, I'm a sheep. That means I should probably do sheepy things. And you're a goat. And that explains why you, why you are such a goat. Right? And so we kind of get into the, this game of, well, what have you done lately? What have you done um, for God? What have you done for anyone? And the parable really kind of pushes through that a little bit. And the parable, I think, we can understand it in a way in terms of our habits. Because it, it appears that these are habits that people are doing. It appears that these are things that people are doing kind of naturally. These are things that people are doing without even thinking about it. Because the sheepy people, they're acting like sheep. And when the king comes and he says, well, you did this, you acted like sheep, they go, bah, when did we do that? And the goat people, well, they say the same thing, just like goats, they bat too. When did we not do those things? And, and it goes into what your habits are. I don't know what your personal habits are, but I, I, I'm guessing that they're different from the person who's sitting next to you. A, at least in some minor or maybe even some significant way. I used to think that everybody kind of practiced the same habits. And I, I lived a whole life of that. And uh, just thinking, well, everybody kind of operates in the same way that I do. And I thought about that in terms of who I am as a human being. I thought about that in terms of who I am as an American. I thought about that as who I, who I am as a male. I thought about that who I am as a pastor. And then I did this really strange thing. I started keeping track of my time. I started keeping track of my time, and I started keeping track of what I did. And then I started asking people to do the same thing. And I started asking people, what is it that you do? Can you give me kind of minute by minute, 15 minute by 15 minute uh, 
explanations of what it is that you do. And I found out that the people that were the most like me, the people that should have the habits that were most like mine, had radically different lives than what I did. That even though we held a lot of the same values in common, even though we held a lot of the same beliefs in common, even though we had a lot of the same background in common, that the way that we operated in this world was totally different. Get up and go to the gym in the morning, and they would get up and go to, go to work right away. And then after a little while, then they would go to the gym at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And so we were both going to the gym, but we were doing it at totally different times. And then there were some people who didn't do the gym thing. And so they, they would do something completely different. And they would go and run, or they would just sit on the couch and watch Oprah. And there were all of these different habits that, that people had kind of put together. And I, I started questioning, well, what is it about these people that, that is so much like me? Because it's not necessarily how they're living out their lives. It's not necessarily the things that they are doing that makes the biggest difference. And for those people that were like me, it was a very interesting question. Because, well, I think that my way, I think that my way is the right way to do things. So I think that when I get up in the morning... And the first thing that I do is I jump in the shower, no matter, even if I have to do yard work that day, usually I will get up in the morning and I will jump into the shower because that is what I do. And that is the right way to do things. And then my day goes on from there and I do all of these different habits that some of them make me unique and some of them don't, but they're all uniquely me. But the thing that makes me similar to those people that are, I am most similar to is the reason that we're doing those things. And so when I get up in the morning and I go and go to the gym, which I've been bad about here lately, it's because I want to be healthy. And for the, the people that want to be healthy, uh, I can get myself together with those people and we can talk about trying to be healthy together and how much of a, a strain that is on our lives because, honestly, it's horrible. You have to eat the right thing and go and exercise. It's, it's yucky. And then for the people that want to um, uh, think more deeply about life, I can, I can put myself together with those people, even though we maybe think more deeply about life in radically different ways and we're reading different books and we're listening to different people. But for those people that want to think more deeply about life, we can come together because we have that elemental thing in common. 
And the way that we structure our lives around those elemental things, those actually then kind of betray what we think is valuable, what we think is important. And so we're talking about these five love capitals and how we love other people. And it's interesting if you think about it in terms of what your habits are with these five things. These are five things that God has given you to use in order to love your neighbor, in order to love him. And how are you doing those things? How are you doing those things? Not thinking about how you do those things, but how do you just do those things out of habit? And what does that say about you? And so how, are, how do you use your money? Do you just go and spend, 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 spend? Or do you count every small, minute transaction? What do your habits about finances say about who you are and what you value? What do your habits about your physical time say about who you are? Where is it important that you are every week? Is it important that you spend time with a certain group of people? Is it important that you spend time with a certain person? And what does that say about you? What do you do when you just find yourself hanging out with the same person all of the time? What does that mean about when you're with them? Your intellect, what, what do you think about all of the time? What do you think about when you're even trying not to think? If you just tried to be, you know, a Zen Buddhist for just like a millisecond and tried to clear your mind of everything, what is the first thing that comes into your head? And what does that say about you and what you value? What, who's in your network? Who, who's around you? Who is your friend? Who are the people that you hang out with mostly? Uh, what, does, what does that say about you? Who, are you? who do you naturally gravitate to? And lastly, when it comes to your spirituality, what is natural there? And when you look at those things, you can get probably kind of disturbed because you might say, I'm a goat! And you are. I mean, we all are. That's why Jesus had to die on that cross for us. It's because we're all goats in here. If left to ourselves, all of us would answer, uh, when was the test? I missed that. I was absent that day. Sorry. But Jesus has given you a new heart. Jesus has given you a new being. Jesus has given you his baptismal grace. He has given you his own identity so that that can start beating inside of you. And then your habits can be formed around that. And habit formation is tough. There's books and books and books and books and books on that. But what all of those habit books will tell you about when you're forming a habit, is that it has to make sense with your life. And I'm here to tell you that the number one thing to make sense with in your life is that Jesus is your king. Not because 
He wants to viciously rule over you like an annoying boss from office space. But he is your king because he knows that if he is at the center of your heart, that those habits that you do without even thinking them are going to be more and more like him, that when the day of resurrection appears, that he will say, come, sit with the sheep. Because I've given you the heart of a sheep. Amen.